I'm so glad that you were here this morning and that uh, you are here to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you are online or you are listening on the phone, Miss Alice, we are glad that you are with us. If you don't know where you're at, you are looking at my bald head. We are in First Baptist Church. Welcome. And I'm Pastor Mark. And we're getting ready to get our, our Jesus on. All right. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Happy Mother's Day. You know, it's, it's important in our culture today because, because we don't honor anymore. We don't honor our parents like they should be, especially our mothers. And because the world gets darker, I'm afraid that that's going to get worse and worse. <clears throat> Most fathers kind of just brush it off, the disrespect, and they just go, you know, they'll get over it. But for moms, it cuts deep. And I realize that, that today's woman has no easy task. I know that more appliances and conveniences are inside the home with the goal of, of making the household chores easier, right? Then things certainly have changed from the time I was a kid. You know, there were no microwaves. There were no ice maker refrigerators. You remember the little ice trays, the, the metal ones with the little lever? <clears throat> I still remember that when, when the ice man came around with the block. Some of you guys know that. That tells you, I'm not, anyway. Or the milkman, milk yeah. That's where we thought my brother came from. <laughs> However, in spite of all of these, this modern technology, you know, uh, all this convenience in the homes today, women today probably are more busy today than at any other point in history. And expectations for women have changed, too, haven't they? Today, she's expected not only to cook the bacon, but also to go to work and bring home the bacon. And even though she works a 40-hour-plus work a week, she's still expected to be the main housekeeper. She's expected to keep the house, cook the meals, wash the clothes, take care of the kids. And their day is often from sunup until sundown. And then, of course, now, now we see that that super mom, right? And, any of you identify with that? I, I know you don't yourselves, but we know plenty of you ladies right here in Welcome that go eight million directions. You got two or three kids, and you're chasing them wherever they want to go. You're cooking for their friends. I mean, you guys are busy on top of your jobs, on top of the house. I mean, the, the, that superwoman, that's that woman that, that, that attempts to do it all. You know, she, she's got a great career. She's a, and trying to be a great mother at, at the same time. 
and a lot of ladies aren't finding it easy to do regardless of, of a time schedule regardless of your calendars uh, and being organized there's still only 24 hours in the day and I know there are occasions that I myself wish that there were 36 hours but there's not the problem with this is that one aspect of our life somewhere along the line often gets overlooked and that's that's our spiritual aspect that's a, the part of our life that normally you know gets lost in the business someone once said that uh, that it's a woman that sets the mood for the home and today not only men but women they lose their focus that we focus our our lives on the material on our work on on everything else and we neglect our spiritual life and we don't get fulfilled we're not as happy we don't have that joy that we should have so today's version of course is if mama's not happy ain't nobody happy is that right yep. yeah <laughs> And all, all the men said amen. <laughs> Today's women through motherhood have the greatest opportunity to mold the future. It was Napoleon who once said, the fate of a child is always the work of its mother. Now, I do realize that the passage of scripture that Ellen read for us this morning is not about mothers. And as far as I know, the scripture never mentions that either Martha or Mary were ever mothers. You know, we don't know. We can only speculate and wonder if, if you want to, if you think about it long enough. But tradition sees that, that Martha was the older sister. She was widowed, and she took in her brother and her sister. <clears throat> they lived in Bethany, which wasn't too far from, from Jerusalem. And Martha and Mary, they faced many decisions that were important. And a lot of their decisions had eternal consequences. Now, Jesus, he loved both of these women with all his heart, along with their brother Lazarus. But this is the only time in the book of, of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, that we hear about Martha and Mary. We're told that Martha received Jesus into her house. And Jesus was this, this up-and-coming uh, rabbi who had a huge following at this point. So Martha, no doubt, wanted everything to be right. You know, here, here's this, this rabbi that some people were even saying was the Messiah. So she was busy working. She was busy getting things together for Christ. And that old sister of hers, she was sitting down on the job. She was just sitting there. She was sitting listening to what Jesus taught. The passage of Scripture that shows three differences between Martha and Mary that I want to show you this morning. And while I'm going through them, I want you to remember that Mary had chosen the best part. So this text applies to all women, but also applies to us men. So see where you fit in this morning. The first difference was that there was a difference in their focus. 
Both of them had different focuses. They, they, they were looking at different things. Webster Dictionary defines focus as the point where, where reflected rays come together, the center. So by focus, I mean the things that they were concerned about, the things that were the center of their lives. Notice that they were paying attention to. What were they paying attention to? The scripture tells us clearly that Martha was concerned about serving, about getting things together, about working. She was working for Jesus, but she was working. No doubt she was excited, right? She had to be excited. He was at their house. And he wasn't the only guest. There were others with him. Jesus was, she invited him in. So she had to want everything just right. He was an honored guest. So, so it was customary for her to prepare a, a meal met, uh, that, that was good enough for him. And we don't know what she fixed, you know. We do know it wasn't a pork product. But I'm sure that Martha put everything that she had into it to make it perfect. She was busy serving the master. Now, I've met people who spend all their time being busy. Do you know people like that? They serve on every committee that, that a church might have. They teach Sunday school. They might teach a lesson on Wednesday nights or some kind of Bible study. They head up a ladies' ministry. If there's a position open in the church, some of you ladies will do your best to fill it. If you're asked, even if you're not feeling it. However, they do all these things. And they never find time to develop a closer relationship with Christ. You know you can be too busy for the Lord, amen? Even doing church stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to serve the Lord, of course. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to get involved in church work. It has to happen. And, and certainly we know here at Welcome, you know, th that we need people to help. God has work for every one of you here. Every one of you. Now, there are classes that need to be taught. There are ministries that need to be developed. There are things that need to get done for the glory of God. Now, there was a, a study that was conducted not too long ago. This was... Uh, these numbers were, were changed over the last several years. But it, what it found was that regardless of the size of the church, whether you have 20 or whether you have 2,000, that roughly only 10%, used to be 20%, only 10% of the church's members are active in performing the ministries of the church. No wonder so many people suffer burnout from being in church. No wonder some people are too busy working for the Lord to develop a closer relationship with Him. They're having to do their jobs plus somebody else's. And of course, I often pray that we had more people that are willing to serve. But Martha's service wasn't a bad thing. The problem is, is in, in the much serving because Martha was focused on the serving and not on Jesus. Serving isn't bad. 
But Martha had allowed that serving to become the center of her attention, her focus. All of her energy, all of her attention, all of her focus was on serving, taking care of the party. Now, someone might try to psychoanalyze her and say that maybe she suffered from low self-esteem. And by her service, she was attempting to overcompensate for it. Some might say that she was a type A personality. Theologians might say that she was a work-based theology, thinking that maybe that she could work hard enough to please the Lord. I do know that she was focused on the wrong thing, though. Now, think what that tragedy is. The Lord of the universe was sitting in her living room. And she wasn't focused on him. She was focused on all the minutiae around it. Do you, do you know that we have people that sit in churches every Sunday in the presence of their Lord and their thoughts are 10,000 miles away. Right this second. They're too busy to hear what the Lord has to say. And this just, this just, just not confined to church work. There are mothers who work hard on the job, working to build a future for their children, working to build a good home for their families. And they never give a thought to the spiritual needs of their children. Thank God for every mother that takes the time to teach their children about the Word of God. Thank God for every mother who pays enough attention to the Word of God that they teach it to their children. In John 6, verse 27, it says, Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Jesus said not to put all your energy into the things that are only temporary. Now I know of dads and moms who work and they lay up for their children, you know, for, for their future. And then when mom and dad are gone, everything they put to their children gets wasted in a short period of time. It's not appreciated. It's taken for granted. And I have yet to hear of a child that said that they didn't appreciate the faith that their mother passed on to them. And notice Mary. Scripture says that she was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And it said that she heard his word. Moms, are you hearing his word today? Are you taking the time to listen to Jesus? Are you focused on him? Mary was focused on Jesus and his word, and so she chose the best part. Then there was a difference in their fellowship with Christ. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. She literally sat down in front of Christ on the floor by his feet. 
She wanted to be as close to him as she possibly could. She didn't want to miss a word of what he was saying. She knew that there was something special about him because it moved in her heart. You understand that being at somebody's feet is a, is, is a place of closeness. It's also a place of humility, placing yourself lower. Now let me tell you something this morning. You're as close as Jesus as you want to be, brothers and sisters. Some of you might not like me saying that. I know that you all have excuses of why you're not close. But Jesus desires for you to be close to him. If you're not as close to him as you used to be, guess who moved? You see, it all comes down to priorities, doesn't it? For Mary, fellowship with Christ was the priority in her life. Listen to what the Bible says. It says about us being called to fellowship with Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. It tells us God is faithful by whom ye are called, were called unto the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He called us. Mary knew that to fully receive from Jesus, that she had to shut everything else out of her life and focus on being close to him. Oh my gosh, if we all would just do that two days a week, our lives would change. And because then you would want it more. Then you would want it three. Then you would want it five. Then you would want to be close every day. Mary knew that she had to fully receive from Jesus. She had to get put everything else away. Now let's go back to Martha real quick. We're not told where she was, what her location was in the home. We're just told that she cumbered about with much serving. She was probably, you know, in this place for a while, and she would move to another place, you know. And some of you ladies out here, I've seen you work. That's what you do. You place to place, you know, and that could be geographical locations or just somewhere in your house. You're moving all the time, Right? What I want you to notice in the King James Version, it says cumbered. Now, this is a word that we don't use in, in the, on our modern, modern language. But the New Revised Standard translated, but Martha was distracted of her many tasks. And that's probably pretty close to what the Greek text says. The Greek word literally means to draw away, to distract how many of you ladies are distracted from Christ? How many of you men are distracted with, with the things of life, the toys of life, right? Martha was letting her tasks draw her away from Jesus. And remember, she was the one who had received him into her home. She was the one who welcomed him. And now other things have become more important to her. So she was drawn away from the one that she needs to hear the most. Brothers and sisters, how many times do we receive Christ into the, into the home of our, heart, our hearts? How many times do we welcome him? 
And then we let other things consume us and draw us, our attention away from them. If we aren't careful, we're going to be like the ground that received that seed in joy. That because we don't take the time to ground ourselves in, in our fellowship with him, the rocks and the stones of our lives don't allow that seed to grow. Then we become overwhelmed with our troubles and cares and we die out spiritually. How many of you out there today are tired? Your spirit is just weak. Hebrews 2.1 says, Therefore we ought to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. In other words, it says, Therefore we must pay greater attention to what we have heard so that we don't drift away from it. What do we have to do to drift away? Nothing, right? We don't have to do anything to drift away. We've got the currents of life. We've got the cares of life. We've got the temptations of life that will naturally cause us to drift. Now, for those of you that are boat people, there's that story about this man who just, he just bought a boat in Florida. And he kept it in a harbor, harbor off the coast. And the hurricane uh, warning went into effect. And the storm was, was brewing off the coast and it was about to hit the land. And he didn't know what to do. He, he, he'd never had a boat before. You know, it was just something that struck him. And he'd made this, this sizable investment in this boat. So he asked a friend for some advice. And this friend who, who had experience with both boats and hurricanes, he gave him the advice. He said, don't attempt to tie your boat to the dock or anything on land. It's going to get torn to pieces. Here's what you need to do. Your only hope is to anchor deep. Take four anchors, drop them deep, and the boat will ride out the storm. And brothers and sisters, that is sound advice for us spiritually. If you don't want to drift away, if you want your, your life to mean something, you have, if you want to leave your children an example of what it means to be a Christian, you need to anchor deep in your fellowship with Christ. And if we don't center our lives upon Christ, then we're going to drift away too. I can't tell you how many brothers and sisters that I've seen that have gone through, come through these doors and have gone and drifted away. Remember, Mary has still chosen the best part. And finally, our third difference is the difference in their feelings. Notice what Jesus said about Martha in verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Martha, you're anxious and troubled about everything. You're worried, you're distracted about things that aren't important. What I want you to see was Martha's feelings. She was upset, man. She was mad because her, her sister was sitting down here on the floor. She wasn't doing anything. 
How many of you have had that kind of feeling with your with your youngins, with your with your siblings? Yeah. How about your husbands, ladies? <laughs> when you don't focus upon Jesus, when you don't acre deep in fellowship with him, then, then that's what's going to happen. You're going to be worried. You're going to be upset. You're going to be concentrating on something else. Now, I love that old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, right? What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grieves to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Martha had the one who could speak peace in the storm. The Prince of Peace right there in her house. And she was so far from being peaceful. Her feelings were those of anxiety and fear and concern and anger. She was troubled. So I can't help but wonder how many mothers today are filled with fear, with worry, with concern. All because they don't focus on the peacemaker, on Jesus. It's a scary world that we live in, right? We send our children to school every day and we don't know if we're going to ever see them again. That's a sad truth. I don't have to go through what happens because you, you read the news, you see it. All of, 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 all of the dark side of the world can be found in our schools today. If you don't want to go crazy, you have to have the Prince of Peace as the center of your life. And then let's look at Mary. The scripture doesn't say what she was feeling. It tells us that she was sitting at the feet of the Master. She was focused on Him and and on His words. So you know that she had to be feeling peace, right? How do I know that she was feeling peace? Because the Bible tells us in Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. If your mind is, is set and, and on Christ, if it's there and we trust in him, then we're going to have peace. Those who focus their minds, who lean on Christ, have peace. doesn't mean their life is peaceful. A lot of times it's a lot more chaotic. But Mary had chosen the best part. Then notice what the Lord said to, to Martha. He said, one thing, one thing is needful. One thing is necessary. Beloved, I realize that your days are filled with activities. I realize that your days are, 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 are your schedules are, are busy. But Jesus said one thing is necessary. Martha was busy. But would it have mattered in the big picture of eternity if maybe supper was a couple minutes late? 
Really? What would it have mattered if the biscuits burned a little bit? I mean, we know they didn't eat biscuits, but y'all can identify, right? What would it have mattered if she had everything just perfect but missed eternity? Now, you might keep an immaculate home, and I hope that you do. But if you do, do you find time for God? You might be moving up the corporate ladder of success, and I hope that you are. But is it worth missing eternity? You might be raising your child according to the latest principle of child-rearing currently being advocated by the American Psychological Association. But only one thing is needful. Only one thing is necessary. And that's your relationship with God. Jesus told Martha, Mary has chosen the good part that won't be taken away from her. See, she was making plans for eternity. You know, moms, I know that you, you don't have it easy. I don't care how old your kids are because we don't stop loving our kids. We don't stop worrying about them. We don't stop helping them, even though sometimes we just want to shut the doors and lock them, right? Sometimes you want to change your phone numbers, right? But we won't do that. Ladies, you have a mother's heart that's as close to God as anything on earth. And you teenagers, you don't understand that heart. You, you want to sit there and grumble about it? But when you get about your mid-20s, maybe even early 20s, you're going to realize that mom's no dummy. She wasn't just trying to be mean. She was trying to help you grow to be the person that you need to be, to keep you safe, to show you the way. And I pray that she's showing you the way to Christ. Ladies, I am thankful for you, for all of you. Let's pray. Father, as we begin to wrap up today, I ask that you would, you would just be with my moms today. And while we honor you, we celebrate them. We ask that you would just let them enjoy their day my goodness, you know, I just think we ought to do that every day. I pray that, that the hearts of, of children, regardless of what age they are, that their hearts would change and, and that they would lean more into you. And Lord, that they would share that love, that light of Christ to everyone around them, especially their children. And that those children would, would honor, support, love on their moms before they leave this earth. We thank you, Father, for mothers. We thank you for, for your creation of women. I ask that you bless them in a mighty way. Bless each man and child here today also. We thank you, Father, 
for the glorious um, sound of the bells today and how blessed it, 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 it was for all of us. We ask that you continue to be with them as they continue their ministry, not only in these four walls, but the walls uh, in other places where they can share the, the love of Christ. We give you the glory, Father, the honor and the praise. We thank you, Jesus, for loving us so much that you stretched out your arms and died on that cross. We pray all of this in the precious name, the holy name, the name above all names. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's children said, Amen. Are you counting your blessings? <laughs> Mom will count. <laughs> you know, I'm not giving you any, any challenge this week. Love on your moms. Love on your moms. Love on the memory of your mom if she's not here. Be glad that she was in your life. Be glad for all of those women that have been like moms to you. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Now, it's not easy, right? Because sometimes mom is a pain in the, you know, right? But they're your mom. And she's your pain in the, you know what, right? We love our moms. And they love you. You want me to go on that note? The yeah. pain to the butt note? <laughs> Morgan, what do you think? <laughs> it wasn't about me. But no. um, so, yes, count our blessings. We have so many blessings, but those bells were such a true blessing that we'd like Sherry to come up because we want to... No, I'm going to cry. Dedicate this orchid to Sherry for her blessings of bringing and dedicating these bells to our church. This orchid kind of reminded me of the motion of the bells. So Sherry, this is in honor and memory of Beth for you to share. All right, thank you. Come on, girl. It's a good thing Lisa didn't knock it over. Thank you. Beautiful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I had to get it. What? I mean, Biff. I'm just saying. So, thank the Lord. Ladies, have a wonderful day. Okay? Enjoy yourselves. Dad's your cooking, right? Yeah. <laughs> why is it? Why one Burger King, I know. <laughs> you want to close? Can you close? Sure. Peace, I'm out. Father God, thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for our mothers. Mothers for me. My mother gave me my song. And I pray, Father God, that you bless us all as we leave here. Help us to keep the word in our heart. Help us to keep the song in our heart. Draw close to you no matter where we are, who we're with, what we're doing. Bless us, Lord, as we leave here. And it's these things we pray in your name. Amen. Amen.